Welcome to another episode of the Joypad Podcast. My name's Tom. I'm Brooklyn Tom today. We're joined today by both Mike's Pinto and Fleming. I went to Gilbert Godfrey mode by accident. Megan's not with us. She's got some other things she's taking care of today. And yeah, we're going to have a good time despite her absence, although she will be missed. Uh, all right, to kick things off, I will start with Pinto because he gets the joke that I just made. So, uh, Mr. Michael Pinto, how are you doing today? What is your beverage of choice this evening? What games have you been playing and how you doing? I'm good. I'm drinking just some water because, uh, as you fellows know, right before the podcast, I was consuming a Fluffernutter sandwich, and, man, the amount of sugar in that is just... I couldn't even finish it, so... I, I figured, you know what, I'm just going to drink some water, try and flush out the diabetes, and, and go from there. Uh, gaming, have not been playing much beyond uh, Resident Evil 4, still working on that, and Played Up, which I'm sure we'll talk about at length uh, quite soon. Um, in terms of Resident Evil 4, the remake comes out tomorrow, as of the date of this recording. Now, I don't think it's going to run on my computer, which is a shame, but I'm going to be building a new computer in the pretty near future, so it's not something I'm super worried about. There's a lot of games I've been thinking about playing and recording, and I just, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to wait till I get my new computer, because as much as I, I love this old behemoth, it's old. <laughs> it's like 11 years old at this point, almost. And it has served me very, very well, but uh, it's it's time to move on. In terms of technology, oh god, the accent's creeping in. In terms of technology, uh, 11 years is a really fucking long time. Like, that's it. I had this back when the PlayStation 3 was coming out. The PlayStation 5's been out for nope. two years. No, you didn't. You had a PlayStation 3 in college, you Shit, liar. you're right. <laughs> this, this computer is barely older than Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> That's ah, true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I really have just... We've been playing Played Up as our game of choice, and I don't know, something about that game makes us talking, uh, talking, hey, I'm, I'm, walk, I'm working here, get the fuck out of my restaurant. We're, just just kind of like that. We're, we're all from not too far away from New York City, but... I don't think any of us have lived in New York City. Pinto, you have like some. Family I have family in New York there. City. Yeah. yeah, we we traversed to New York City for Comic Con one year, and that was an adventure. <laughs> and that gave us our Brooklyn accents. Yes, <laughs> that gave us the ability yeah. to tap into Brooklyn accents. I did live in Jersey, so I I could do more like a Jersey like New York City accent, like the Jersey side. If I, I do wanted, live in but, Jersey, and now so. you live in Jersey, but you're you're yeah, more of an implant. So yeah, that's true. You gotta you gotta drink some water. I am I am New Jersey's breast implant, uh, <laughs> and I do my best. But the no, right I, one or the uh, left one? <laughs> ooh, that's oh man, that's, that's for, like left twix or right twix. <laughs> that's for the Jersey lady to decide herself. The Jersey lady sounds um, like uh, I don't. Never mind. Let's, I don't know. I I think like playing a food game though, where you're running like a pizza kitchen or other things that are modeled after a pizza kitchen, gives you the incentive to sound like two paisans who are running one. So or three paisans, as the case may be. Um, so we kind of run around going like, "Hey, I'm taking yard over here," and then still I somehow sound like Gilbert Gottfried when I'm recording. So that's about it for me, gaming wise. And drinking wise, it's not not super exciting this week. Mister Fleming, how hey. are you? What are you drinking? Probably haven't had the opportunity to play too many games in the past couple of days, but indulge us. Yeah, I am drinking tonight just some some unsweetened leaf water and and some regular water too, um, as necessary. I was out late last night. I had a shot of Fireball, which was like. Yeah, I, I haven't done a shot in general in years, but a fireball shot I don't think I've ever done. But it was fine. It wasn't like you know Montezuma or something like tequila, where it burns your ear, where it burns your ears. So, yeah, I was at a uh, a retreat for work um, for two days, 
uh, here. So I was pretty busy with that and I didn't have any ability to play games. Um, and I was out so late and like so busy that I didn't even like look at games to tell you guys anything interesting I read or, you know, even a YouTube video I watched. I haven't done any of that. I, all right. I, I can't let you get too far away from this, though, because you just claimed Montezuma tequila and burning your ears, and we're doing a podcast for the people, and the people don't understand uh, what Montezuma tequila is. Do they so, need to understand? It's tequila, yeah, and it burns it is your ears. the bottom shelf yes. of bottom shelves. Did it, yeah. Was that the one that came in plastic? Oh, I'm sure no, it did. No, no, no. That came in, that came in a, a bottle. Plastic was Vlad Vodka. <laughs> Uh, there's, yes. there's that came in vodka, plastic. Kamchatka vodka, and then there's Montezuma. For those who want to experience what it's like for an alcohol to affect your ears. And uh, it comes in both a gold and a silver uh, denomination. Uh, oh, yeah, it Though does. I don't I know if there's any difference. And for some reason, a friend of ours, Jesse. Jesse, if you're out there, love you, buddy. Hope you're doing good. Uh, brought it over to consume alcohol with us on my 21st birthday while we were all in college. And uh, just, we didn't know what to expect. No one went into it knowing that it was an ear burner. And then you take a shot of it and sure as shit, it worked that way on everybody. So, uh, And then he left it there. <laughs> and, yeah, he just left it there because he knew that the legend needed to live on. And then we passed it off to each other every so yes. often. For a few years, For we used to years. wrap that bottle in a piece of paper that said, you've been monty do a shot of Monty. Uh, and if you got it, you were obligated to burn your ears. And of course, when we did it originally, the girl I was dating at the time, uh, wonderfully and whimsically decided to chase her ear-burning shot of tequila with cheese. So uh, it became tradition to chase the shot of Monty with cheese. So now you know. Go out to your local liquor store. Uh, check the... Uh, if you see the bottom shelf, look for the secret shelf below that where they keep the Montezuma. Pull it out. Uh, stop by the grocery store and get some... I, I want to say cheap, but we actually went pretty good on the cheddar cheese. So like some, like some Cracker Barrel brand or something. I think, it was, I think it was Cabot Vermont Extra Sharp. Okay. If I'm being honest, I'm a, I'm a cheese man, so uh, I, I recommend you get that and uh, do a shot of Monty, burn your ears a little bit, chase it with some cheese. Don't don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't actually do that. Don't don't take our advice. Yes, thank you, uh, Tom, for explaining that whole story. I was just gonna blow past it, and just anyone that knows Montezuma probably knows the ear burning that you would experience. But the people need to know. People anyway. need to know. <laughs> yeah, so back to gaming. I, I have not had time to play any, and I just got home a little bit ago. Uh, so it's been uh, no games for me, uh, basically outside of the plate up that we did. I think I played a little bit. Yeah, I haven't played much. Uh, so looking forward to playing more plate up. I know we'll talk about it in a minute, um, but that was a lot of fun for me personally, and I also missed playing with games with you guys. Um, in my desire to play wish, uh, wish list, I do really want to play Rocket League now. Um, so I so I probably will end up playing a little bit of Rocket League coming up here at some point because we mentioned it in our little chat among our among the oh, podcast people. Dude, well, I didn't know what RL stood for, and I was too scared to ask at that point because that's bird milk. It's all yes. connected now. Yes. yes. So I'm again. I'm gonna do the deep dive lore explanation here. I think we've I think um, we've talked about the bird milk. If, uh, if, listen, if we have, it's in the deep lore of the podcast at this yes. point. So it, it merits re-explanation. Um. So one one fine day we were playing uh Rocket League early on in our our Rocket League careers, and we all used I think it's called the uh, ectoplasm goo or something like that. I think it like was that. portal gel. Portal gel. Like a, yeah, something it, like that. It looks like white jizz that flies out the back of your car as your boost. Uh, and, I mean, I'm pretty sure when they put it in there, they knew exactly what it looked like. But uh, we were just discovering our ability to use the boost to fly up in the air. And I think I was kind of tired. Uh, and I started, I, like, I did a jump in a fly, and I proclaimed bird milk because it looked like there was milk and I was a bird. Uh, and then I... It came to the realization that birds don't produce milk. <laughs> no, that is incorrect, and I didn't. Want, right. I, I did not want I, you to tell the story simply right. because I knew you would adjust it. 
But okay. you actually you actually said do, I, do birds make milk? Yeah, I feel like there was a stunned right. silence after you proudly proclaimed bird milk. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yes. I, I don't and then this. you went, do, do birds make milk? And Pinto, you shouted out, no, they don't. They're not mammals. That's right. That is how it went down, actually, That, that is correct. Well, <laughs> contrary to these events, I recently found an article which proclaimed that pigeons do, in fact, produce milk for their young, which is strange as hell but in fact means that there is such a thing as bird milk. So in a way, the fact that I definitely never knew when I was younger and we were playing Rocket League and definitely had no bearing on my proclamation of bird milk is somehow factual to some degree, depending on the bird. Um, but I, this was a recent discovery and it, I, it made me laugh my ass off because of this and also made us want to play Rocket League. Yeah, so that's been on that's been on my wish list to play for the past few days since you posted that. Um, it's kind of funny because like it's on Switch and stuff and I after I left um, on Tuesday, I was like, why didn't I bring the Switch with me? Now granted, I ended up really not having a lot. Well, if I slept like a normal person, which I did not sleep like at all last night, so I'm very tired tonight. Um, but if I did like slept like a normal person, I wouldn't have had time. But because I was up for like five hours in the middle of the night, for no reason, I could have played Switch games and Rocket League is on the Switch, I believe. So could have yeah. done that, but oh well, it's fine. I didn't think about bringing it and I was too far to go get it um, after I left uh, for this retreat weirdest like console experiences i had was like the offices where i used to work had like xboxes and playstations uh in like some of the lounges and no one ever touched them so and and, and i would only ever go out to the office like for a week every quarter or so but me and a friend of mine who was another colleague we decided one day we were gonna like just sit down and like play games on it and Rocket League was one of the games on it, but there was no internet connectivity. So it was literally just like a local 1v1, and he didn't know how to play. <laughs> so I'm just there stomping him at Rocket League. I'm like, I'm sorry, this probably isn't very fun for you. Well, I think uh, years ago, you, you worked in, uh, in California, which is, I just want to mention yeah. that simply because that's very popular in California for, you know, Facebooks and stuff. Not that you were there, but a lot of those companies, you know, were modeled after. Um, and I think that a lot of people realize that the reason they put those in there is to keep you there. Like they, you know, they, they find that there's going to be value of you staying and working with your co uh, colleagues in the office and playing games and stuff. So it's, uh, I don't know. That, also, is, that is not a huge incentive. Yeah, exactly. For, at least to me. And no internet. Like, that's not going to make Rocket League fun. So, no. I so mean, yeah. The, honestly, the best thing was there were also ping pong tables. And yeah. And we used to, like, play ping pong against each other. That'd be, that'd be more so. enjoyable for me, too, um, with colleagues, I think. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I haven't played a lot of games, um, but I am looking forward to playing more Plate Up, uh, Plate Up, and I know we'll discuss it in a moment. So, Tom, now that I had two different stories, not initially told by me, but told by you, <laughs> how what are I do. how are you? Uh, how are you tonight? Did you did you? I can't even remember now. Did you say what you were drinking? What you're uh, playing? I have. Let's I have go. A, a, I have a Frenchy water. But you did not. Uh, you did not mention it. So go ahead with all your made things. of l'orange. Ooh. And uh, I have regular water as well because hydration is key. Um, I've mostly been playing Madden uh, in addition to Played Up when we're playing together. Uh, it's been really fun playing Played Up, I would say. Uh, the last episode that we recorded, I think I signed off by essentially saying I would like to play a game that is easy to pick up, hard to put down, uh, easy to learn, difficult to master, and fun to play with friends. And I feel like played up ticks all of those boxes. <laughs> so it's actually been fun. Um, I even played a little bit on my own uh, when we were done with our first game and didn't play the next day. And it's not as fun by yourself, but it's compelling. And it's there's a lot of different strategies that you can go through with it. And I actually really like the collaborative process of it when you're working together and making decisions together and strategizing 
And Pinto, I think the way we were kind of thinking of it is it's a lot like Overcooked, but like you don't get mad at each other. <laughs> yes, I I said I made the comparison to Overcooked. I was like, it's a lot like Overcooked, but a lot less rage inducing. I, and I think a lot of that's because Overcooked seems to have, like, very specific patterns you have to discover and employ to, like, beat a level. But Played Up is much more like... I mean, it's a roguelike, right? So, I mean, you have you have your level, and you have your options, and if you lose, you just start it over and see what new options come your way and what new strategy you can develop it's intentionally built so that like failure is not the end yeah the word i'd like to use is it's a lot more like fluid yeah than overcooked there's a lot less uh rigidity is that a word yeah totally yeah turgid i don't know um i don't know about that one (laughs) no that's also a word it usually describes penises i'm pretty sure though that turgid yes no, that's not what I was going to say again. I don't need to utter that word ever again. That played up kind of, I don't say, I, I wouldn't say it encourages running around like fools, but it allows it a lot more. Yeah. In Overcooked, if you didn't stay where you needed to be, you're going to fail the fucking level. Yeah. It's and not then, completely unforgiving. Yeah. There were many points where I, who have worked as a kitchen manager before, I was like, stay your fucking station. <laughs> you know to try and beat a level because you you know someone would be like oh let me just come over here and help you and i'd be like no no stay in your lane whereas with uh with plate up that's not as big a problem it's like oh yeah you can come over here and like wash some dishes and then grab something and serve it and then you can come and help me prep you know it it feels like real life yeah but uh i think that's also because from my perspective actually I, i i was surprised at how you commented on it I would describe played up as um, uh, more, I, I guess, rigid in the sense that, like, in Overcooked, you had mine carts coming, the lava would, like, pop up. Like, it was much more like a cartoon game. Um, oh, sure. Played up. Played up is, like, very, almost feels like an actual restaurant experience. You know, you have customers, you serve them, nothing weird is happening. You add an extra table because you have the space, but then you have to, like, wiggle past the tables. Whereas, like, Overcooked is, like, make this food, throw it with your hands and to <laughs> someone else who can pick it up, and then they'll put it onto the conveyor belt. Like, it's a different yeah. style of game. Um, I think it's definitely much more of um, much more like panic inducing or something, I guess. Yes. You know, hectic. Um, Played up, even in the hardest of moments, it felt like, and I've worked in a restaurant too, Pinto, it felt like the hard nights on the restaurant where like you're just running around because you have so many people, but it never felt like, you know, actual uh, lava was going to kill you or something like it couldn't overcooked. Well, I feel like when you're having those difficult moments in played up, you can kind of say, when you analyze why it's tough, you can kind of come up with a different solution or multiple different avenues of approach. Whereas in Overcooked, you have one setting, one way that, you know, one set of strategies to make use of. Whereas in played up, you could get different items or different setup and i mean depending on how far along you are you might have like seven to ten different stages of developing your restaurant in a different way uh you get those different items for each star you might decide not to get an additional starter to serve at the beginning and to you know take the hit in terms of uh price discounts or something like that instead so i mean it's it it feels a lot more strategic to me in that manner Whereas Overcooked, I, I think, plays into the cartoonishness, like you were saying, Fleming, and really is just like an over-the-top, like, finish this as fast as you can, throw it around and, and get it out there, um, which is fine. Like, it's it, Overcooked is a great game on its own, but definitely much more manic, definitely. Yeah, um, and uh, I personally think I preferred Played Up between the two, Um uh, though, though the controls, at least from a keyboard perspective, because I don't have a controller, um, it was easier in Overcooked. I got the hang of it pretty quick, but like, there's still certain things that just feel awkward with a keyboard, and I didn't find a way to change the uh, controls and played up at least so far. Maybe I just missed it. 
because um, we only you gotta quite... get you a controller. Yeah, I probably do need to get a controller. I've thought about it. I just, uh, I don't, I, I feel like I don't play a lot of games that require controllers because, like, I'm fine with using keyboard for almost any type of game. But like Rocket League and and this are definitely two games where it's like I really could use a controller instead of the keyboard. Um, You're the only person I've ever heard of who is as good as you are at Rocket League using a keyboard and mouse. <laughs> yeah, there were there were moments uh, before I bought an Xbox controller where I was using like a jank, like adapter for PlayStation 4 and you guys would hear the panic in my voice. I was like, my controller stopped working. Oh god, I have to mouse and keyboard and my my uh my gameplay would suffer significantly, which is saying something cuz I I'm not great at Rocket League as it is. <laughs> so, I'd be like, "Oh god, I'm so sorry." Yeah. My I my one thing I wanted to mention that I I did not like about playing up outside of just my own input, you know, situation, uh keyboard situation. Um was the the failure so i know that like you guys said like tom i think it was you that said that you liked how when you fail you'd like restart it's not that big of a deal because you could choose new options i got i forget how far we got on that one but i got kind of frustrated at the fact that we had played one level like halfway through because it was like 15 i think you know certain dinner servings basically or dinner nights that you had to serve um and we got through about half of them and then we failed barely like it was just yeah it was one of those where it's like the plate just wasn't quite out yet and we couldn't get it served fast enough or something um and, and like we even were trying to delay serving as long as we could and everything as as like trying to slow things down as best we could we couldn't we failed and we had to re like we basically went back to the the home base and had to re-choose a level re-choose the thing we wanted to cook so like i wish that there like when you hit the five you know star level you could save as a checkpoint you know um because i i personally just find it i found it frustrating that like you could do so much and then you would ultimately fail but you know it's That's a different style like game mechanic yeah it's a That's... different style of game yeah. and we, also, we only failed the you, one time, so you really dislike losing. I, so I, that is that is definitely <laughs> true. I, and I also dislike losing where I like it's like a Daisy thing where like you die in Daisy and it's like oh my god I just lost the last six hours of my life because I went and got a car I got these cool guns and now I'm dead and can't get back to my body or my body disappeared for whatever reason that would very much piss me off. So you know I, I hate that like you can't kind of start back from where you you stopped yeah it's i i accept it in played up and i actually like it in played up because it very much feeds the roguelike nature of the game yeah. um but i have trouble with other roguelike games like spelunky is very difficult for me i play project it zomboid yeah, well that's what I, I was gonna say project zomboid is very roguelike in that regard and if you die you lose everything you're not I getting your stuff back project zomboid it which is so fun for me it's so funny to me that you love Daisy, but you didn't like Project Zomboid because it's so boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so boring. Uh, there were certain boring things like uh, the fact that, like how we'd spend 20 minutes reading books. Yeah, every time we like, like some of that stuff's kind of frustrating. <laughs> However, that's also because of multiplayer versus like a single player. Um, I've seen people play single player. And that's a lot more interesting because you can you can start a whole new world and like have the power on for the first week. You can have the helicopter event that we never got to experience happen. Uh, we you can watch TV shows and gain like the first three levels of every type of thing if you know when their the shows will be on. Uh, so there's like things that we just never did in multiplayer which I think if we had our own server or we started a server or we um, played single player, like we got to start single player, but I think we still prefer multiplayer in that format. We probably would enjoy it more. So, yeah, uh, ultimately it was you very, like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't like it. I mean, it was too much like zombie Sims to me and the Sims is close enough to being boring on it. So, so I, yeah. That's okay. I mean, that's that's how games are, man. Like some people can like stuff that other people don't like. And, like Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Let's not talk about Which it. Which is great. Let's skip that. Let's skip that comment. That's <laughs> been out for like three years. At it this has point been. Now. Yeah. 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 The what the follow up's going to be next year? 
So that's the plan date, 24. I don't I know. I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with it. I don't. I haven't been keeping up with much gaming news uh, at all. Yeah. No, I think um, the new Final Fantasy, whatever number it is, is sixteen. Is that the end of this year? Isn't it? Yeah. You get to be as you get to play as Clive. Clive. What a Clive name. Owen. Master uh, of Carrots. You have a wolf buddy named, like, Torgol or something like that. I don't know. All I know is it looks like Final Fantasy Game of Thrones, which is kind of cool. Oh, it's basically like Devil May Cry Final Fantasy uh, boned down with Game of Thrones. That's fine. I'll try it. If it sucks, I'll chalk it up and and make fun of it. (laughs) Probably. I don't know. I mean. Listen, I played 15 and I wasn't stoked on it, and I don't know, I probably dunked on it for a little while, because for the most part, it just felt like uh, emo boys road trip, and the car rides took forever, and I just don't understand why you would build in a mechanic of, like, driving on a road for so long in real time, it just, why... Why? Skyrim lets you fast travel on your feet from one point to another and however long it takes to load that scene. Like Not if not not if there are enemies nearby. Yes, unless there are enemies nearby. But then you're doing something and then you're fast doing travel it. With enemies nearby. Can't rest here right now. But yeah, it's like I I, I don't know. I I think there was a strive for realism at that point and realism became a a, a pitfall rather than a, a plus and i think that's something that can happen relatively frequently or relatively easily that's like, why i always talk about games where it's like you know you mentioned the sims and this is that's like a rare exception but uh games where it's like your character has to use the bathroom it's like okay you're taking it too far yeah. like eating and drinking even sometimes in some games can be very frustrating yeah and i i mean i I've probably gone on record multiple times about saying the same thing with Death Stranding. Like, it felt too much like, man, if you have to watch your balance in a game, that's just too much for me in that regard. And I'm sure there was more of, like, a game beyond that in there because, the, I, you know, I've read all about the pea grenades and the, uh, the you know, the ghost stuff, and there is some interesting lore in it, but when your core mechanic is trying to hold yourself upright while walking over stones that sucks <laughs> to me but Hideo to me Kojima made it yeah uh, that doesn't make it good sorry <laughs> i i think that hideo kojima has good ideas it was his first game in, with his own studio i'm willing to try his next game without any reservation if it looks good but yeah. like I'm going to make a weird comparison right now, but uh, if you know, you know. Uh, Hideo Kojima is like the Vince McMahon of video games. (laughs) You can have really good, awesome ideas, but you need someone to be like, no, sometimes. Yeah, everyone needs that. That's That's really all it comes down to. Like, giving Kojima free reign... First of all, that's kind of what got him fired from Konami yeah. with uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, where it just went batshit. But everyone seemed to like it for the most part. At yeah, least. Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid Five is a good game that really needed someone to just finish the damn story. Like, there's there's way too many just kind of open missions where there's not a whole lot of story going on, and if that story is looped back in there. It's even better. So I think a lot of the issue there was that they cut Kojima before the uh, uh, story could get looped back in. Very, very much like Grand Theft Auto 3, where it's like, if you go back and play Grand Theft Auto 3, it's, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's like, wow. Like, um, probably part of it is the fact that the protagonist is a mute. But, you know, the, the, the story in that game really... Uh, really not much to it and even the missions it's like go here shoot guy steal car leave yeah so even, like vice city's better but it's still difficult to go back and play those games now yeah kind of kind of janky 
but uh the mechanics are just tough too like they were great at the time but now that we're used to the (laughs) games that we're used to it's hard the, the control scheme you're like i have to hold x to go forward it feels so unnatural now when you're used to using the bumper yep there were no bumpers back then there were no triggers back then no gods no no haptic feedback just the x button yeah i don't know grand theft auto is is, uh it's come a long way honestly uh has it yeah grand theft auto 5 is crazy 10 years old yeah, and even at 10 years old, still much more than what Grand Theft Auto 3 was. Yeah, it's it still is very, very good. San Andreas was very good, too. To uh, a little bit too much of abuse of the N-word, but I think that's well, what they were going for. They were going for, like, 90s oh, we gangster lost, rap We lost culture. Fleming. We did. Now, Tom is doubled up in the video overlay. There's his head and there's his chest. That'll be fun for, Enjoy <laughs> for me, our video viewers. and gentlemen. Take a peek at this sweet bird. Yeah, dude, your bird is right in perfect frame. Hell yeah. And your face is in other perfect frame. It's (laughs) kind of funny how it worked out like that. This shirt looks like a Judas Priest album cover, but it's not. It's just some design from some artist on the internet. And you were like, sweet bird. I was like, it looks freaking awesome. Good job. This is an audio medium, and we're talking about your bird shirt. It's going to go on YouTube. It is. For the audio listeners, just imagine the coolest geometric bird that you can. It's think blue of, and orange with an accent of to yellow. Ho-Oh. Or perhaps yeah. Lugia. Does does look a little bit like a, like a Ho-Oh. Ho-Oh was my favorite of the two of those, and I was in the minority, and... I'm fine with that. Yeah, there's this weird... I don't know if I want to call it, like, counterculture, but, like, people are like, oh, well, silver is supposed to be second best, but I like it more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Lugia is the more badass of the two, so uh, I gotta get silver and get that one. I'm like, no, Ho-Oh's badass to me. I thought ho was cool as hell. Also, it was more like... I always liked fire types, so... The only generations of Pokemon I played were 1, 2, and whatever Sword and Shield is, so I can't, like... 87. <laughs> it, f- it feels like it. What, what Pokemons have I played? Uh, Gen 1, Gen 2. Uh, I don't... Well, I played uh, Shining Pearl, which came out two years ago. So, you know, that one was pretty good, but that's on Switch, too, if you ever feel like playing it. They did a remaster of of pearl and diamond yeah but it probably costs like 40 bucks probably costs 60 bucks because they're buttholes yeah um, and i just i can't i <laughs> i well i have a copy of it if you want to borrow it um but uh yes i played that one i played alpha sapphire which i think was D- ds or 3ds that one was good and that was done in the style of like heart gold soul silver i think um and i beat that one so i felt good about that one uh, I never played Black and White, never played X and Y. Oh, I did play um, the one in Hawaii. Uh, sun and Moon. Sun and Moon, I had Sun. Uh, again, I'm sure all of the, the cool kids out there had Moon. And then I did Sword, and then I did uh, Violet. I've done a lot of them. I didn't realize I played that many Pokemon games. There's, well, here's the thing. There's a lot of Pokemon games. Yeah, but... I don't know. I always thought I had a bigger gap there. And I guess I did after, like, Gen 2. I, you know, I didn't play the original Diamond or Pearl. I didn't play Black, White, XY or Sapphire or Ruby originally. So it was all, like, coming back around at a certain point. I I still have a copy of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which is some kind of remaster of, like, you Gen 1. It? No, I haven't played it. My I wife has yeah, played Arceus. I, I haven't played that one. Eevee was a weird pick, I feel. Yeah. But I like the pick of Eevee because Eevee has more potential than Pikachu. <laughs> well, Eevee has like eight different evolutions. Exactly. So. Uh, I don't know how many they enable in that if it's like a Gen 1 clone. Because in the original Gen 1, there were only three. You only got three choices. That's right. Um, but you only you also only got one Eevee. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, but I'm fine with that. Like, if I can oh. only get a Jolteon, I'm good. 
Yeah, and that's true too. Thinking because I had Pokemon Yellow uh, Special Pikachu Edition. Oh, I that so one too. you started, you know, you start off with a Pikachu, and instead of Gary or whatever you you wanted to name your rival, uh, Dongs or whatever, um, instead Lord of Dongs. him getting a Bulbasaur, Squirtle, or Charmander, he got an Eevee. Oh, I didn't and, even remember that. And the way his Eevee would evolve would depend on, like, if you lost certain battles to him or won certain battles, but who loses to their rival? Children. Children, Children who are bad at Pokemon. That's right. I've, ne I've never lost. The, the only time Pokemon was hard was as someone who got a Charmander as a starter, which is yep, me always. Yep, and had to fight and had Brock. to fight Brock and then Misty. Yep. Yep. I would always get a Butterfree to go kick Brock's ass. Yeah. And I mean, it depend I think blue you could catch a Pikachu in Viridian Forest. Red you could not. If I remember correctly. I, I don't remember running into a Pikachu at that point because I definitely had blue. It was very blue, rare. It was a yeah. rare encounter. Yeah. I'm sure I got one later. <laughs> but you ground that shit out, you get that Pikachu, you go and you kick Misty's butt. It's funny, from, like, every game on, like, Firestarters have been OP as hell. Because all of the, uh... You don't get Fire Pokemon until late in the game, in most games. Yeah. I don't um, have enough... Yeah, because you always just get normal Pokemon in the start. Yep, your, or Bug. Rattata and your Purgy and your Wooloo. Yeah, or... I don't know, I can't even think of another one. Centric! Sucky Pokemon. Little bug guy. Weedles. Racco raccoon equivalents or badger equivalents. Pidgey. And birds and bugs. Yeah. yeah. It's like, here's what you would find in your gross backyard, child. Here's a rodent. Yeah. If you're lucky, you might find a snake. I, I want to see someone play Pokemon where they actually use, like, Rattata the whole way through. And, yeah, I know there's probably some streamer out there that's like, Oh, Rattata's actually, like, the best Pokemon ever if you get to train level 97 with a uh, special nature and unlock his super rabies technique. Yeah, didn't you watch the Game Grounds playthrough of Fire Red where they won with the three legendary birds, uh, Golduck and Rattata? Oh, and Beedrill, of course. Beedrill. Yeah, Beedrill's the only one I really remembered. <laughs> yeah, it was Beedrill, the three legendary birds, a, a Golduck, and a Rattata. I don't know. It's it's interesting, like, so few people will, like, use those Pokemon in perpetuity. Like, they're just there to, like, it's... be moved past. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I had a pet rat when I was younger, but, like, I don't know. It's, it's a rat. Yeah. It's not that cool. <laughs> no. Like, not, when, not when you can have a fire turtle. It spits yeah. fire. There's two schools of thought of playing Pokemon. One is you go, like, full min-max, like, EV, IV points. I don't... These are just buzzwords that I don't actually know I, what they mean, but they I exist. Had, I, had to, I had to learn what they meant to do some of the raids in the Pokemon uh, Violet slash Scarlet recently. Because raids somehow are not designed for children they're designed for people who do all that shit for grown-ass adults yeah i which is kind of nuts um and actually they just came out with a new um raid several weeks ago i guess at this point which was uh, a new future and prehistoric legendary pokemon which was kind of cool uh, so I have some friends who play that game, so we were able to collaborate on that. But yeah, I, I have had to learn how to do all that. And it does add a little extra life to the game, but it also adds it in that way that like when you're playing an MMO and you're going to like, punch a bunch of rats to, I don't know, oh, get like, their fur or you're playing an RPG and you're like, well, I'm just going to go and get 99 of every item yeah. for completionist's sake. And it's like, don't. Go play something else. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and and I I also like I don't know the the challenge of the raids has kind of worn off. I was doing a lot of them for a long time and had some fun with it, but also just the idea of like it's a new Pokemon that you can catch is like great to use for what another raid <laughs> to catch them all. Yeah. Don't you know what the tagline is, Tom? You've got to catch them all. I thought it was make soup of them all. 
uh, that's the mythical kitchen version of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, this is almost a non sequitur. Almost. Nope, do but it. There, there is a, a line of common thought here. So I am a big fan of uh, mashups when it comes to music. And I was, you know, thinking I should try and get into this, like actually making them. And the thought that came into my head was to mash up a fucking deep cut in the InSync library called Giddy Up from their first album with the song To Be A Master from the Pokemon oh. uh, album. And I'm like, I think it could work if they're in the right key. You, and you, I, I, I'm going to try it. We've got a winner. Anything that you were to mash up with To Be A Master from the Pokemon uh, soundtrack? Uh, question mark. I have to correct you. You there was a hard R yes. on the end of that. It's yeah. not master. It's master. Yeah, I, I refuse to recognize the official pronunciation of the song uh, on moral principles. Um, uh, well, all that right. that made me think though. Uh, actually, my friend Mark plays a bunch. Shout out if you're listening. Plays a bunch of. Uh, kind of like ROM hacks of Pokemon and he's been working on his own but there's one he's been playing recently where you actually can like combine your Pokemon and I'm sure you've probably like seen on the internet there's like a couple sites where you can like oh I'm gonna fuse a Rattata with a Zapdos and see what happens and you get a Zapdos with a Rattata head or whatever and it's called Rapdos (laughs) yes Rapdos and he sings to be a Masta with the A uh, which I just pronounced against my moral principles. Nice. Now, but, my, my favorite of those, real quick, uh, has always been slow choke when you put together a slow poke and a machoke. And yes. It's, uh, it's a really yolked out uh, slow poke choking his trainer to death, <laughs> saying, No tears now, only dreams. <laughs> I actually love that. But yeah, this is like a real, someone made a real game version of this and you can just fuse Pokemon and they get different stat bonuses out of it and become different types and do different things. I know, it sounds cool. I, I'd be into it. I can't help but think of the ethics of it though. <laughs> you know, cause you the ever ethics. think about stuff like that? Welcome back Fleming. Where, cause like, you know, there was, a, you're muted by the way. There was a thing where I think they introduced it in the second generation where it's like, oh, if you leave your Pokemon with the um, the daycare owner, there's a chance that you'll get a Pokemon egg. They will make baby. Right. But, you know, it was it was meant only for like, well, for like Pokemon, where if you put together two... I don't know, like Mr. Mimes. That was a really weird pull because I don't know how Mr. Mimes would procreate together. You know. But, um, but It's Mr. Mime. Yeah. It's it's Mr. and Mrs. Mime, not Miss, Mr. and Mr. Mime. It'd be really weird to be like, all right, Onyx, mate with that Rattata. It's like, um... <laughs> That's why that's why everyone just started throwing dittos in there instead, so no one had to think <laughs> about it. It could it's just like yeah, all right. Oh god, I just remembered the 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 terrible, terrible Vaporeon copypasta, and I don't know if you guys have ever read that. I, I think I rejoined at a very weird Talking time, about the ethics of I, Pokemon I, mating. Well so for everyone that, that may have not known my power went out. Just mid sentence, I was just about to like interrupt you guys to let you know how bad a storm was coming through and then it was like just gone, everything. Uh I did seem to save my Audacity file, which is wonderful, uh somehow. So I just restarted a new one. Just so you guys are aware if you need it. Um but anyway, no, I, I wanted to make sure that was up before I commented. We're talking about Pokemon mating. Yeah, so there and the yes, ethical... there's a, a version of Pokemon. It's like a ROM hack where you confuse two Pokemon together, uh, and Pinto brought up the ethics of the mating. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, I don't, no, I uh, tend to agree with the mating. The ma- the mating thing's weird. Like, I get it, but I also don't get it. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of fun at a certain point of the game when you can you know get some lower level but unique Pokemon to your friends if they're like just starting the game or they have the other version of the game and stuff and you can do that by getting the eggs out but ethically very strange (laughs) 
Undoubtedly, Onyx and Chansey, not my power coupling in my head. Not exactly what I've always thought of. But, hey, who am I to second-guess how nature works? We there... need to change the subject. Yeah, I, there, there's... Yeah, I actually had one thing to talk uh, about. I, I, too. I was just going to say, there's a, a ton of, uh, like, Pokemon hacks and new versions and changes that are out there on the internet. And, My favorite uh, one is the one uh, with um, cell phones, where, like, it's all... Oh, God, I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. I'll try and... We'll, we'll move on from this, but God, there was like a really weird one where it was it was like a badly translated Vietnamese ROM hack where all of them had like cell phones and that was a big thing. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of that one, but I have no doubt. Like, as soon as I heard there was the Fusion Machine game, I was like, well, everything's on the table, huh? Oh, the Fusion Machine was canon though, wasn't it? Bill. Only in Dragon Ball Z, as far as I'm aware. Bill made Bill just made those computers that you could just magically store com uh, Pokemon no, in. No, don't you remember in, like, the very first game, you'd go to his house and you'd be like, I'm Bill, I got turned into a Pokemon somehow. You need to, it was like the oh, fly. yeah. What the hell was up with that? And then they just glossed over it after that. They were like, yeah, I'm better now. I'm better now. Here's a ticket to a boat. Bye. Yeah, that. I mean, listen, it was also a different time in gaming. <laughs> a Pokemon lot of... was also, especially early on, uh, also not really known for its uh, lore-heavy story, so... No, that's what the anime was for. Unless it was that episode where James got breast implants and pretended to be a woman. That we never got to see in America. America doesn't want you to know that happened, but it did. No boobs in America. <laughs> anyway, Fleming, what'd you want to talk about? <laughs> Sorry, no, what I wanted to you want to talk I don't know about. where we are. I don't know where we are in the podcast We're at 48 time, minutes, so go ahead. This... Yeah, I'll make this quick then, just because I don't think it's a big topic for you guys. Um, though you, I think one of you posted, I don't know which one did, uh, but Counter-Strike oh, 2 was me. Announced. Yeah, I posted and that mostly that was you. for your benefit. Cause yeah, yeah, and I appreciate. I did. I did read that, and I I thought it was coming. Um, I don't know if you guys would probably play at all, um, but I'm really excited to see it. Uh, I'm not surprised it is coming. Um, I didn't know when they'd come out with it, but it's just interesting because we've gone through so many versions of Counter Strike, and uh, we had Source uh, in between CS 1.6 and CS GO, and that was really like. Some people really hated it. Some people were okay with it. You know, it got popular due to, like, CGS, for example. Um, but I'm really interested to see how, um, how it, like, if they've taken enough, like, pro uh, kind of input. And then they're um, also changing some of the way, like, the server, like, pulls in, like, if you got a headshot, if you got kills, like, tick rates and stuff, which is really interesting that I need to read a lot more about. But I'm super excited for that. Um, not that if, like, I probably won't play too much, but I might play a little bit just to kind of see how the games evolve You'll over time. You'll play a lot. That's okay. No, I, I really won't because you get sucked in. And, like, if you play with random people, it's not very fun. And if you play with people that you that know, suck. you'll sp no well that sure but i was thinking you know i had some good like pretty he decent knows friends non scrubs who were, he knows yeah. people that aren't yes, us i did um but even still like you spend hours playing and like it be it becomes a massive time sink and i don't really have that in my like time in my life anymore uh so i probably won't play that heavily but i want to see it because like it's my game from when i was like 13 yeah. right so you know i'm really excited to see kind of what comes out with it it's been it's pretty much the longest uh competitive game outside of like starcraft brood war so really interested to see how uh, valve keeps up with it yeah that's it i don't from my perspective. have they said anything about like new changes or is it expected to just be like the same kind of core gameplay as it always has been <sighs> My my guess is that it'll be the same. The only thing I saw is that there's going to be a dedicated uh, key to pull off a, your silencer okay. again. Um, so they're in Counter Strike. Uh, 
CSGO, the way the gun, the primary rifle used to work is that you could put on yeah. a silencer or you yeah. could keep it off. Most people always put it on. So they decided, well, we're going to change it up. And they made it so you could have two different guns as a counter terrorist, a loud one or a uh, silent mm -hmm. one. And they were two separate ones. It seems like they might be reverting that back to some degree to having the ability to take it uh, take so, off the silencer again so that's interesting but i haven't read enough to like know that okay. definitively but i did read but something if, about I mean, that to me it's just like if that's the only change it's like overwatch 2 what's the fucking point like don't you have a game yeah, that's already I working some... and has following and like yeah. it's a competitive game that that's where the scene really matters that you have a compet a pool of competitors yeah yeah, I think it'd be more from the the graphical side, um, and it's like I said, there's some interesting server stuff. In CS:GO, they introduced the Molotov, which is a like a duration-based uh, grenade. Right, you could put it down in a location, people will burn to death in about five seconds if they stay there. So it's a good way to get a especially uh, counter terrorist out of a position that they want to stay on and you could uh, extinguish it with a smoke grenade which was kind of cool so they did come out with that i don't think i'll you'll see any additional grenades that's like the biggest change they pretty much ever made in the game um i wonder if they will keep the uh degree of um shooting through walls so in cs 1.6 you could shoot through like mm -hmm. any wall um, in in source, you could shoot through barely any wall, and then at one point or in CS:GO, they made it where like you could shoot through some walls, but not not that many. And there were certain like doors, for example, that used to always be spammed. They would like change them to be like concrete doors, so and you, he's you gone. like knew you could not shoot through and them. And he's gone. Um, oh no, so. he's there. I'm here. What dialogue? Yeah, you ex you exploded for a minute. Um, I think someone shot you through oh. the wall. Oh, well, my, my audio kept going, so you have that That's at least, good. but I'll be all frozen when the YouTubes <laughs> watch. Sorry, but anyway, I, I, I was saying that I don't think they'll make a major change. I don't think they'll make a major change to the wall banging. I don't think they'll add a new grenade, and I don't think, uh, think there'll be significant stuff beyond the server-based tick improvements that they've been talking about i just hope they do it right because when even when csgo came out there was some some challenges and if it goes to like source people will not be happy i, I guess the so, question we'll is see. do you think they'll charge for it then or do you think it's going to be free the way that csgo is right now i think they've announced it that okay. it's going to be free again that makes um, more sense so i mean they make they make so much money from loot boxes and skins and they really uh clamp down on the um uh the like skin based marketplaces that came out years ago where like people were using that to do their betting and also do their uh selling um they really clamped down on those because they were losing out on the fees that they were making right. so a lot of those people got um got in trouble and and all i think most of them have closed but i haven't kept up with the scene enough to know um so i think they make plenty of money from the game um to warrant you know not well not doing honestly anything i think it would piss a lot of people off too if they're not making drastic changes releasing a new game uh and it were to cost money yeah, to charge definitely. for it but yeah. if, if it's a graphical upgrade and it's free um and i think ideally if a lot of your like loot box uh skins and whatever yeah. transfer as well people be fine yeah, so. and I think that they are doing that. If they're not, again, they're going to piss people off. The only, <laughs> I only read a little bit from what Pinto sent, and also a little bit more beyond that. So I actually did read some gaming news, and I forgot about it um, until we start talking. But yeah, I'm curious to see how that that kind of resolves, and I'll play a little bit. I definitely will touch it, you know, more than one time. But Just I make will sure not you get, get consent first. In. Yes, I will. I will ask. Uh, Gabe, if he gives me consent to touch Gabe his game. Gabe <laughs> Yeah. The big That's thing it. that I got out of it is that uh, bans are carrying over. <laughs> so, so oh, yeah. Oh, really? If I you're banned in CSGO, you will be banned in, in, in Counter-Strike 2. I think that's reasonable. Okay. I mean, yeah, makes sense to me. banned for cause. <laughs> it's it. The game is, ex like, there's no, it's like a... It's like a professional version of like a Battlefield or a Call of Duty, right? You know, you you cannot play the game without 
playing multiplayer i mean yeah. in, in battlefield they have a story but it's very short um so i i am very appreciative of the fact they're doing that and i also read that they're going to port over the skins but i don't know definitively how that works that's it that's my my interest in gaming news and now you can put that somehow in the title and you'll probably get more viewers uh, so hi the, youtube <laughs> the, the words that stuck out most to me that i just hated hearing the combination of with skin-based marketplace and i know what you meant but just in my head i was just like oh you don't want to sell your skin to the people oh I, I don't like that yeah. combination of words. Says, all you gotta do is lift your skin and and hand it over to somebody else for some money yeah and uh keys became like the the um standard income or excuse me standard like dollar so like you know a certain skin would be worth a certain number of keys it was it was it's, weird stuff man it, it's so interesting how people will invent a marketplace if there's like mm -hmm. a need for one and you know like you said and we've talked about this on previous episodes like they used it to circumvent like betting on matches and stuff like that or to establish like a bad yep. marketplace. I, I don't know. It's just interesting to me how people will find a way to do that and they'll establish a currency and just go for it. And that's, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big invisible hand of economics guy, but there, there's something to what's going on with that. Something's happening. Definitely. Sorry, I kept us late talking that's, about that's all right. Well, you didn't, you didn't keep us late. The invisible hand of the market kept us late. Uh, <laughs> that is true. And, and now the, the hand is flicking me on the side of the head saying it's about time to wrap things up. Unless you but had one other I, thing to say, yeah, Pinto. I do, uh, in terms of gaming news. Um, and I doubt we'll delve too deep into this. But they announced a new uh, Dragon Ball Budokai Tenkaichi game. Oh, the 47th uh, one? Uh, only the 4th. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because those games were dope and all the games that were not those were not dope. <laughs> so that's why every, uh, what was it? Z Dragon Ball Z Z Z Z Xenoverse? Zeno? I have something that like one. That? Those ones, from what I hear, were pretty good, actually. It, it looked cool. It was fun for a minute and then it got way too hard. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, like the, the Budokai Tenkaichi series were like, universally loved and i think those came out i think all three of them came out on the playstation 2 what's so the gameplay mechanic on that one is it a fighting game or is it and story based so like you i mean it's kind of weird because like you know you're playing a video game based on an anime based on a manga so it's like there's only so many story beats you can do because you're rehashing the same story and if you stray too far from the source material, people will probably get upset. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if you just put a, you know, a shiny new coat of paint on it, which they're doing, and as long as the game plays good, people will keep playing them. Because people love that shit. Dragon Ball Z? So, Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I still have a part of me that loves Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. I didn't mean that in, like, a derogatory way no, in any no, way, because no, no. I still love Dragon Ball Z as well, so... Yeah, no, I mean, the Xenoverse is actually fun because you got to create your own character. You even got to pick if you were, like, human Saiyan, Namekian, however you pronounce that, like, Frieza species, other stuff. And then you were, like, a time traveler who was sent back to help the Z fighters win key battles. So, like, you would help out when, like, Vegeta came to Earth the first time or, like, when they're fighting the Frieza squad on Namek and stuff like that. It was, it was really cool. Uh, it just got too hard for me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That that was my gaming news. Um, yeah, I it, I don't know for certain because I only they only have only released like a teaser trailer that's like seventeen seconds long, but it looks like it might be cell shaded, which I always like graphically speaking. So there was a time when cell shading was this like trendy all the rage thing, and now it is just a stylistic thing that can be applied and when people yeah. do it right it looks really nice uh it makes it look more comic booky or anime -y to me which i'm fine with like especially for dragon ball like it looks great yeah no more heroes is another one that looks really good with the cell shading all right that was my that was my gaming news all right so uh now instead of an invisible hand we have the saiyan tail 
uh, moving us along. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Joypad Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like it, check us out uh, on all of our social media links at joypadpod.com. Leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. I refuse to say podcatcher because it's a stupid word. You Um, said it. What? You said it, though. Yeah, it can go rotten hell. Just like you said to be a master earlier. Aw, oh, you missed that conversation, Fleming. Oh, well. Well, it's it's there in the rewatch. I, uh, I'm i also just being a hypocrite for the sake of being a hypocrite. Um, anyway, uh, check us out. Um, find some of our videos on YouTube. Check out some of our older episodes. We have over two years worth of content now. Oh, God. Uh, leave us uh, some feedback. Tell us what you'd like to hear about, and we'll be happy to get back to you and work on it one way or the other. Um, man, I have to think of a good way to wrap this episode up, huh? It's been a little bit of a hodgepodge today, but, uh, man, I wish I could be a Super Saiyan, and I bet you do too. But either way, you should do your best to stay joyful. Goodbye. That was really bad. I'm sorry. Bye.